Today's daf is daf Lamed Zayin. We are beginning at the bottom of Lamed Vav Amid Beis. We started talking about this concept of Prusbul. Rashi learns the way the mechanics of Prusbul work is the same as what was discussed before. As Moser Shtaros of Lebeisdin is that you pretty much are giving the loan over to Beisdin, and since you're giving over to Beisdin, they through their mechanics of Hefker Beisdin Hefker, they are able to transfer the amount that is owed over to the person that it's owed to without him having to pressure the person. And therefore you haven't violated the prohibition of lo yigos after the Shemitah year, which you would not be allowed to do. Some, some type of mechanic mechanism like that. So one wants to know the language. Prisbul is not a Hebrew word. So what exactly is the etymology of the word prisbul? So my prisbul. So Amar Chista, it comes from a contraction of, two, uh, of, of, of a couple of words. Pros, pros means a takona, that an enactment was made for the bule, the bule are the wealthy, ubute, and for the poor. So pros bul is a contraction of the word that an enactment that works and helps the wealthy and help, helps the poor. Bule, how do you see the word bule meaning wealthy? Bule eleha shirim dechsev. We have a fossil that says like this in the Tokacha. That it says, uschem. I will break the pride of your strength. The Tani Rabbi Yosef, Yosef was the, the Boki in, 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 in the Targum. He learned everything in Targum because he was blind. It says, Eilu Bulaos Shav Yehuda, that who are the strength, the, I'll break the pride of your strength. That's talking about the wealthy people of Yehuda. So you see that, that, that Bule, in, at least in Targum, refers to wealthy. And Rashi says, explains, why is this a Takana for the wealthy? So Rashi says it's very simple because they are now able to get their money back. So therefore, it's a kind of wealthy. Other Rishonim learn is this way they aren't violating the prohibition that they can, they not, remember the whole idea was they should, because they're not going to want to lend when it's a street a year, they'll be over the Isser, so that's why it's a benefit for the wealthy. But Rashi just says pleasure because now they have a way of getting their money back, alright? Bute, who are those? Elehani, and that refers to the poor people. The Siv, Havet Taviten, the Bible saying is that you have to lend to the poor. So Loshana Havet is Loshana Bute, the same, same charge, but you see that it means lending the poor. So therefore it's a Loshana of yeah. the poor. And how's it helping the poor? Obviously is because now you, they're not going to be in the Elas, uh, the, uh, uh, Delos of that if, if people think they're not going to get their money back, they're not going to lend. Who's going to lose out when they're not lending? The poor. So this is an enactment for the betterment of the poor as well. Amle Rava Liloaza. Rava found a foreigner that was speaking a foreign language and he heard him using the word Prusbul. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to know, in your language, what does the word Prusbul mean? So my Prusbul, so Amale Pursa de Milsa, that there's been an enactment for a certain thing. That an enactment was made for a certain thing. So you see, that's along the lines that we just said, that the idea of Prusbul is the word pros means an enactment. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Yusayim ain't shrich in Prusbul. So this is a very interesting halacha. Saying is like this, is that if the debt was in a debt that was owed to the estate because the father was the creditor when he was alive, now he died and transfers to the estate, the estate don't have to write a Prusbul. Uh, the Shemitah will not wipe out the debt that is owed to Yusomim. 
Why is that? He says, V'chein Tami Rambam Barachama, and so too was taught in a bride of Rambachama, is Yisoyim Eintzuk and Prusel. Why? Because Rabbi Gamliel, who based Dino, Avi and Shul Yisoyimim. Because Rabbi Gamliel, who was the, they're using him as an example, he was the main base in of that generation, that the Bate Dinim, the leaders of every generation, are the fathers of the, of the um, so it automatically goes over to based in the whole idea the way Rosh explained of Prusbal is you're being moisturized over to the based in when it's your Yisomim you don't have to do it why? because the based in are the fathers of the Yisomim so it automatically goes over even without written documentation Tanan Hosem we learned over there's a Mishnah in Shvirs Ein in Prusbal El Ala Karka now so this the way God explains this the way Rosh explains this and we know that very often, we've seen this a number of times, Chacham only make a takana for situations that are the norm. Generally, you don't make a takana for situations that are not the norm. In, in, in majority of cases, if a person lends money, A lends money to B, he'll only be willing to lend the money to B if B actually owns some land. Why would he only be willing collateral. to lend it? Because that's collateral. You know, the guy has land. So therefore, the takana of Prusbul was only made in situations where the borrower has land. Where the borrower never had land, then there was no takana of Prusbul because it wasn't the normal situation of a loan. So basically, so we're saying, so what do you do? What do you do if you want to lend somebody money but they don't have property and it's coming close. So what it is, you can be mezaka him, you'll be makna to him, a little slither of land. Even though the land, you learned this before, might not be the value of the full value of the loan, but once there is even a small piece of land, that already allows the triggering of the writing of a prusbul. That's the, the idea. Now the Rajba brings up a kasha, which is actually a, a, a very strong question over here, is you cannot be mezaka something for somebody else Unless it's a schus. Right? It's a now, money. this is actually not going to be a schus for him. Why won't this be a schus for him? Because he'll still own the money. Because now, now you can write a prusbul, otherwise you wouldn't have been able to write a prusbul. So really the question is, and this is, I'm not going to get into it, when are we talking about Yibam Mazaka? Because if the loan hasn't been made, it is actually is a schus for him. Because without being Mazaka, the piece of property, you're not going to be willing to lend him the money. Right. If it's already, the money was already lent, and now we're just talking about how to... Allow the, the mechanics of a principle, then you could tie in a, it's not a schus for him unless he agrees that he wants to be coned that piece of property. But if it's before the loan was made, of course he wants you to be, if that's the thing that's holding back the loan from being made, then for sure it's a schus. That's a discussion over here in the commentaries. Let's see inside. So therefore, it says, no, no, it's an increase in principle, ella imkain, uh, ella karka, only if the borrower has a piece of property. Now, in aim law, now what if the borrower does not have a piece of, what do you do to allow that a loan can be made upon which a Prusbul can be written. Mezakehu, the sov sadehu kolshehu. The lender can give of his properties, from his properties, a small sliver of land. The Kamal goes, what is the size it has to be? Amrav chiyabarashi, amrav afilu klachshul kruv. It has to be the, the, even the, 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 the stalk of a piece of cabbage. Some had a very small sliver, parcel of land, but even that slither piece of land is enough to allow for a prusbul to be written again. So the lov, the, the, the malva is writing it from his land to the lova. So it's as if the lova has it. That allows the type of loan to be a normal loan upon which a prusbul is able to be written. Now, Amar of Yehuda, Afil Heshila Mokum Letanur Ulekirayim Kosvin Alav Prusbul. Now, Rav Yehuda is coming up there with a tremendous Kiddush. He says, even if, let's say, the borrower does not actually own any property, but he's been given the right 
to put items that he owns upon a piece of property, being given the rights to use that property for this halacha is as if he has the property. And if it's as if he has the property, therefore what? You can write a prusbul. So what is afilu? He says. He says. I shilov that if the if if they lent him a makom a place letanur for the oven or the kiran for the stove, kos vin alav prusbul. A prusbul can be written. Smoy says, "Aini, is that true?" Fatani hilo hilo taught in a brice. And Rashi points out that this is not the hilo that we're familiar with, who was a. Um, who was a, 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 a Tana, because he would not be teaching a Brysa. Tanoim appear in the Brysa. The Amorayim are the ones that teach the Brysa that already exist. So therefore, this is the Hillel the Amora. That Hillel the Amora taught, ain't Kozin Prusbul, you don't write Prusbul, El al Atit Nokuf, that let's say the borrower owns a potted plant. If there's perforations in the bottom of the plant, of the, of the pot, you can use that to write the prusbul because if he owns the soil, that soil in the pot is considered like it's connected okay. to the ground. So it's as if he has a shtickled piece of karka, then on that you can write, therefore you're allowed to write a prusbul. Now, only but the emphasis is over here, is because the otzis was nakuv. What is the implication? If the otzis was not nakuv, no the then it's not, it's not being, there's no shoev from the nutrients of the ground. It's not considered to be a piece of property. Now, what the Morris question is like this. Why should, even if it's ain't a nakuv, at the end of the day, he has to put the plant down somewhere, right? Even if it's not got perforations. So where's he putting it? If he's putting it on his own property, then he owns property. And if he's not putting it on his property, the he had to get permission from somebody to put it down. Where, so if he got the permission from somebody, therefore it should come out, that he's like borrowed a piece of property to put an item of his on. So therefore it should be also good enough to be able to write a principle according to what Rabbi Yehuda said, that if somebody lends you the right to use their property, it's as if you own it for the laws of principle. So the Chorah, how do you understand this b'risa in lieu of Rabbi Yehuda's teaching? So, no, you don't have a right to go ahead and use Rishut Rabbi. It's not yours to use. It's not yours to use. What about the place upon which the pot is being placed? It could be talking about that it's being suspended by pegs. So it's not actually resting on the ground. So it's resting on the pegs. So therefore, it's not considered to be as if you have, it's munach on a makom that's being lent to you. Now I understood it means, like let's say the pegs are sticking out of a wall, and it's hanging there. Some learn, no, it's being propped up on the pegs. And the way I know they learned that, because they asked the kasha, well what about the area where the pegs are? Right. So then the area of the pegs, so she says that's less than the stalk of a cabbage. That's how they answer it. Anyway, let's go back to it. Ravashi makni legit mother diklo because of a prusbul. Ravashi, when he would make a loan to ensure that he could write a prusbul together with the loan, he would be makna to the borrower at the stump of a palm tree. The stump of the palm tree is in the ground, so they have got a din of karka. So he'd make the loan, and then based on that, he would rely on being able to write a prusbul. Rabbonah de Bey Rav Ashi, the Rabbonah from the Yeshiva Rav Ashi, Masrimi Hadodi. Now this is a tremendous Kiddush. What it means, it literally means they passed over words to one another. What they held was, you don't even have to write a document 
to accomplish what prosbol means. If you go over to people that have the capacity to be abased in, they're the Dayanim, they're the Chachamim of the generation, they can function as a, as a based in, you can say to them, I am giving you the rights, I'm being most of the rights of my Chov over to you that should allow me then to collect after Shviyas, after Shemitah, to be, uh, collect the Chov. Right? That's, that's what they would do. So therefore the novelty is over here, is that what? It doesn't even have to be documented. If the idea of the prusbul is done verbally, that is sufficient. So it says, therefore, Masumi layu lehadodi. Masumi layu lehadodi. Rashi learns is below ksevas prusbul elakach amar lechaveirim harei atem beis din vechovi masru lachem legavoisai kol man sheertsem. That's that's the as Rashi explains it now. Rabbi Yonason, Moser Mili, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. Rabbi Yonason wanted to do the same thing. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba was a great rab, a great dayan of that time, and he wanted to give over to him. Amalei, so he said, uh, so he, he said, I'm being moisture over to you. So Amalei, so Rabbi Yonason asked him after he did it, Sarichna Midiachrina. Do I need to do anything else? I mean, is that good enough, or do I still have to document a prusbul? Yeah. So Amalei, let's Sarichus. You don't have to. That is let's You don't have to. That is sufficient. San Rabbonon, we learned in a Brisa. Hey, like Karko, let's say like this. Let me set up the case. Let's say uh, Ruvain is lending Shimon a thousand dollars. Shimon has no Karko. So he said, if Shimon has no Karko, you can't write a Prusbul. However, what happened was, is that Shimon did not have anyone, any backing, but he got Levi to be his Arev. So written the document is, if Shimon doesn't have the money, then Reuben can go after Levi. And Levi has Karka. You can rely on that because the fact that Levi is an RA for Shimon, it's as if he is a player in the, in the loan. And if he's a player in the loan, his owning the Karka is enough to allow Reuben to write a foosball on that loan. With me, clear? For sure. Yeah. So why is it like this? So therefore, ain't look Karka, but the RA is a Karka, Christ in Allah, foosball. Now, uh, uh, so the case over here is like this. Ruben's lending Shimon. Alright? Mm-hmm. Shimon doesn't have Karka. Levi does not have Karka. Alright? So now what do you do over here? Now we said, well, Ruben can just be Machner. Without, let's say he doesn't want to be Machner. He can't be Machner. So what happens over here? Now the case, what happens over here is as follows. Let's say that, uh, there is somebody that owes Levi money. Or, 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 or Shimon. Ruben is lending Shimon, and somebody owes Shimon money. Alright? Somebody owes Shimon money. And that person, make it Yehuda. Alright? Yehuda owes it to Shimon, and Yehuda has Karka. Very interesting. Ruben, al smach that, can write. A prosbol as well. Now let's understand what's the logic of it. So let me explain to you what we're going to learn. We're going to be something we touched on before. It's called Shibuda de Rabnosen. But Shibuda de Rabnosen is as follows. Let's say uh, B owes A money and C owes B money. We're going to Shibuda de Rabnosen allows A to go directly to C to collect. Alright? Because the money that's owed by C to B becomes like the money that is owed to A. Alright? That's called Shibuddha Rav And we're going to see it's based on a posse. Now, using that logic comes out like this. 
is that the loan was here between Shimon and Reuven. Shimon owes Reuven the money. Reuven can't write a Puzbul unless that loan is on Karka. And even there's an, there's an array. There's Levi. Levi also is an array, but Levi doesn't have Karka either. So at this point, the, but since Yehuda owes the money to Shimon, by him owing the money to Shimon, it's as if he owes the money to... Ruvain and and Shim and, and Yehuda has Karka that allows Ruvain to write a prusbul on it. That's what the Rasim said. So when it says like this, so therefore, uh and Karka. Both uh, Shimon and Levi do not have karka. L'chay of lo, however, Yehuda who owes Shimon the money, owes Shimon money, yes, karka has a, uh, has a karka, kosin ala prusbul, you can write a prusbul on such a loan with the Rav Nossin using the mechanics, the, 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 the ruling of Rav Nossin. The sign of Rav Nossin, I mean, I don't know, she's a chavei How do we know if Ruven is a creditor he has, he has a right to money. That means Shimon owes Ruven money. Bechavero, Bechavero. And Levi owes Shimon money. How do you know that we can skip Shimon and go straight to Levi and Ruven has a right to demand the money given from Levi straight to Ruven? Talmud Loimah, we have a passage like this. The passage is told by a very interesting halacha. It says that if a uh, person denies He's kofer that he owes money. He's kofer the moment. He has either he was a shomer aveda, or either he was a shomer, or either it was a loan. And Reuben comes to Shimon and says, give me my item, give me my money that you owe me. He says, I don't have it. Lahadam. Never such a thing. I don't owe you the money. He says, I, I ask you to swear. Are you willing to swear? Kofra kol, you generally don't have to swear. But he says, no. I am willing to make an oath in based in that I don't owe you the money, all right? And then what happens, Yom Kippur is coming around the corner, and this fellow feels bad that he... Uh, so it says that he has to bring, it's called an asham, a certain asham, uh, carbon asham, he has to bring a carbon, all right? And he has to bring a... a, a uh, and he has to pay a keren plus the chomish. That's the halacha. Now the Pazik says, when Nasan is ashamo, Avanasan, Avanasan, La Asher Asham Lo. I think that's the Pasik. Uh, uh, right? Avanasan, La Asher Asham Lo. Avanasan, La Asher Asham Lo. That you have to give, that literally means the person who you're guilty to. But it's a very strange way. What you have to write today, you have to give it to the person, the word, uh, I should say, Avanasan, La Asher Chayav Lo. Or, right, what does that have to do with the Lashon Asham? The word Asham also means, Asham also refers to principle. Somehow the Lord Lashem means the principal. So you have to give it to the one who you actually owe the principal to. Which means that therefore, even though you might have stolen from Ruvain, but if Ruvain owes somebody else, Ruvain is his own creditor, then you don't have to give it to Ruvain. That person can demand, his I own the principal, so you can be owed to having paid Ruvain by paying the person. That's Shibuta Drav Nasan. That's where we learn the concept of Shibuta Drav Nasan. Or like this. So that's what means the Asham Loi, the one who you who owns the principle you give it to. Now let's go on. We learned there's another Mishnah in Shviyas. Ha Shviyas Mishametas Eshamalva. Now this this Mishnah is written is somewhat cryptic. We're going to have a machlok as how to explain the Mishnah. So it says that Shviyas, if uh, let's say without prusbul, no prusbul, just Meikra Din. If Shmita came along, it's Mishametas Eshamalva. 
Bain star, bain shalob star. Whether the loan was documented, whether the loan was not documented. Now let's understand what this means. What is the pshat? What does it mean that the loan was documented? What does it mean that the loan was not documented? So Rav Shmuel, Machlokas, so we got Rav Shmuel on one hand. They learned in, uh, that what's the pshat that between documented and undocumented. So they learned like this. Amitravayu, the star means star sheyesh ba'achrayus. A document, there was two types of written loans. There was called a, a document that has achrayus. Achrayus means that this document is powerful enough to create a shibud, to create a, a mortgage or a lien on encumbered properties. Means from the start of the date of the loan, if the borrower will sell any properties that he has at that time to a third party, the lien can transfer over to that third party. So that's called the star sheyesh b'achrayus. Means it's a star that he's able to create a shibud, to create a lien on unencumbered property. On unencum- I'm sorry, on encumbered properties. Obviously, if you own something, right? If you have a property and you owe me money, by default, whatever you own, while you own it, I have a right to collect it if you're not going to pay me. The Kiddush over here is that this document is strong enough that the, the lien not only is while you own it, but the property is encumbered when, even when it transfers over. Transfer so, sold? Mean? Sold, 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 gifted, whatever, however the third party got it. Now, the point it's saying, what the mission is basically saying, is that whether the loan was a documented loan that was written in such a way that it created a shibud on the karka, or even if the chasim shalobishtar, or let, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, what does it mean, the chasim shalobishtar? That means that this, do- even though it was documented, but it's like it wasn't documented. What does it mean it was like it's not documented? Didn't have the strength to create the shibud to pass over. Shal she'en bo achrayus, alright, the, uh, 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 means I mean like this. Right, it means a document that did not have the ability to transfer. And Kosha came if it was Milbao Pet. Let's say the loan did not even involve a written document. In all three categories. Even if it's a, 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 a star sheyesh b'achrayz, or it's a star sheyesh b'achrayz, or it's a milval peh, if shnita came through, it came, came along, and the debt was already chal, and it wasn't paid yet, what does the shnita do? Meshamed. It will wipe it out. Ha. That is the way Rav and Shmuel understand, right? That's, that's, that's that's in Jepashat, right? No chiddush. But we'll see there is a chiddush because of what the other ten opinions hold. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon, and Lakish, they hold a very big chiddush here. What is their chiddush? They say that if you wrote a star in such a way that it has powerful enough to create a lien onto the onto the the assets that is owned by Shimon at the time when Ruvain lent him the money, that means that if Shimon now sells it to Levi, you have an ability to collect it from Levi. In such a case. There is shmita will not you don't you don't need a puzzle you don't shmita is not was, does not wipe out such a loan now the core of the question is why doesn't shmita wipe it out we're going to see there's two subtle ways differences of how you can look but the simplest way of understanding is because I don't have to pressure you to get paid if you don't pay me 
collect. I'm just going to collect it from the from the from the from the land you sold to the third. So therefore, it's not subject to the laws of Shemitah. Because Shemitah was, you're not allowed to low yigos. You're not allowed to pressure. I don't have to pressure over here because I didn't. So therefore, that's the Chiddush of Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish. That when, so therefore, then how do they understand the Mishnah? So they understand like this. The Amit Ravai, the star, that when it says the star, it means star she'en b'achrai. It's a star that was not written with such a lean. Right, and shalom v'shtar dafkamen. It's a milva al peh. But if it would be a shtar sheyesh ba'achrayis nechosim, but it's written in a way that there is a nechrayis nechosim that encumbers all the property, if even after it's been sold, ain't a mishamet. In such a case, shmita will not wipe it out. So let's just step back a moment. So there's a mishnah masechah shviyas that says whether it's documented or undocumented. There, Shmita wipes it out. So, Rav and Shmuel learned the simplest way to understand any type of loan, whether it's a documented loan with Achrayas or without Achrayas, or even a Milvapet, gets wiped out. Rabbi Yochan and Shalogi do not agree. They say when it says it's documented, it means documented without Achrayas. When it's undocumented, it means Milvapet. But if it's documented with Achrayas, such a document, Shmita will not wipe out. Tanya Kabbalah Rabbi Yochan and Rashi Menelok. The Morav says that they were Amarayim, but there is a brisa that is in support of the position of Rabbi Yochan and Rashi Menelok. What does this brisa say? It says like this: Shtar Chov Meshamet. It says a Shtar Chov uh, will uh, will a, a written document, an IOU, Shmita will wipe it out. However, but in Yesh Bo Achrayas Nechosim says the brisa: If you wrote into the document. Uh, or it's written in such a way that allows a lien to transfer onto properties that are become encumbered, then the Shemitah will not wipe it out. Tanya Idah, we have a, a, another bride that also supports the position of Rabbi Yochanan Ishlokish. What does it say? Let's say, you don't have to do this in a loan, but in the document, in the loan document, we identified a specific property that will be used to pay off the loan. Means it's like a collateral. This is the property, it's even stronger. This is the property that's going to be used to pay off. So that's not a shaman. Now, the Mephorism speakers, this is like the best case scenario, because this looks almost like a sale. I'm giving you the money, that's where I'm getting the cargo from. So therefore, for sure, Shemitah is not Meshameh in that situation. The law old, but continues the Bryce. Ella, because of Kol Nichsoy Achroyin, Varvoyin Law, that all of my properties are responsible and mortgaged to you, which is Vamash, that's Achroyin Nachosim, that it's all mortgaged to you, and even if it transfers to a third party, then it will still be, have a Achroyin Nachosim on it. Ain't a Meshameh, it's not Meshameh, which is a support again for who? For Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Which is a tremendous Kiddush. means a star that is a star that has a Christ and a Chos and Shemitah does not wipe out. Krivei de Rav Asi, there was a relative of Rav Asi, Havalei Hahu Storo, Tavik Sivbei, that it was in possession of a document that was written in that document, Akhrais Nechosim. Basically, the loan that had taken place with this document gave the holder of the IOU, the lender, the right, not only to take from properties that are in the, 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 the borrower's hands, but even properties that have subsequently have been, been sold or collected, right? So then Azal Kameh Rav Asi came before Rav Asi, Amar, uh, so Amar Leh Misham and Misham wanted to know 
do I have to worry about Shemitah wiping out this loan? Or did it not wipe? I don't know if it happened already, it didn't happen. But do I need a prusbul basically? Can I rely on the document on its own? So Amalei, Rav Asi, who actually was a Talmud of Rav Yochanan, said, Eina Meshamit. It's not Meshamit, which supports what Rav Yochanan and Rav Yochanan said before. So Shavkev also came to Rav Yochanan. So this fellow, for whatever reason, did not trust completely, was not completely uh, comfortable with the ruling, so went to the, directly to Rav Yochanan. Amalei Meshamit. He said, no. That Shemitah will wipe out that loan. If the Prusbul hasn't happened yet or did not happen yet, then, then Shemitah will wipe it out. So obviously, what the problem yeah, over here is, Rabbi Yochanan is contradicting what he ruled before. So also Rabbi Asi, the commander of Yochanan, said, Rabbi Asi came to his Rebbe. He came to Rabbi Yochanan and he said, I'm a lay. Meshamed, first of all, the way he, pro- he did it, he asked him what the halacha would be. Meshamed or ain't a meshamed? Amalei, Rabbi Yochanan stuck to his guns. He said it's meshamed. Vahamar huda amar ain't a meshamed. Did you not learn in the machlokin of Yochanan Mishlokish against Rav and Shmuel? You said before that it's ain't a meshamed. So again, we had this concept with Rabbi Yochanan before. He said there's theory and there's practice. In theory, it would make sense to say, like the lumdas that it's, it's documented, it's like a sale, or it's like, it's like you don't have to do the low yigo. So in theory, I would say that it is not misham. But when it's like halacha la and you have isurim involved, that you're not allowed to uh, pressure a person when shemitah has happened, I'm not willing to rely on the theory, and I go lechumra, and lechumra would be, I would have to say that if a prusbul is not written, then this would be mishamet. That is what he said. So there's halacha lemaisa, and there's the theory. That was the theory. This is the lemaisa. So he's amalei v'chimit neish anu medamin because we are theorizing, because we are saying it would appear that that should be the halacha. Nasa lemaisa. Based on that, we're going to go ahead and do a halacha lemaisa. We don't do that halacha lemaisa. Okay. The problem that Mora has is that lechora we brought two brises. It wasn't just Rabbi Yochanan Lokish saying it on their own. We had two brises that said that when Achraish Nechosin had been written in, which gives you a right to collect this from a, uh, from a third person, that, it's, uh, that, 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 that you don't need a prusbul, that it's not Meshaman. So what do you mean it's only in theory? The Brisa Mamish says it. That's the one who's question. So Amalei, so Rasi said, Vatanya Kavose Demar, we found Bryce's that supported the position of Rav Yechanan Rishlok. He supported you. So he says like this, you can't bring it as a raya. Now let me just go through a sugya that we had in Sota, a very interesting sugya. What happens in Masech Sota? A woman is suspected of infidelity. Now she can just say, I don't want to drink. If she said, I want to drink, what happens? She gets to get and she loses the ksuva. She loses exuva, alright? But, she wants to get back together with her husband and reclaim the rights to exuva. She has to drink and make sure that she's okay. That she's okay. If she's not okay, then she's gonna, and drinks, she's gonna lose a lot more than her exuva. But that's the point. Now what happened over here is they're on the way to Rishalayim, husband kills over and has a heart attack. Now the law is if there's no husband to go with her, she's not allowed to drink. drink. Now the point is, okay, I'm not allowed to drink. But now my husband's dead, okay? Uh, what about the ksuba? Machlokas beshamay beshilom. What's the machlokas? Beshilom say is that it's like all dinay, all halachas dinay mominus. Hamotzi michaveiro. I love right. She's trying to take away that from the estate. The estate can say, listen, we're happy to pay the ksuba. Bring us a proof that what? 
That you were mazana. If you're mazana, you don't get the kesuf. But she can bring a proof that she's not mazana. Why? She's not able to drink. Stunk. Talk too bad. I'm with Mechavel They don't have to pay a kesuf. She loses a kesuf. That's Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai say she has a document, and they hold possession of the document that says you owe me the money. Kola Omed Ligvos is kegavui dami. That gives. That makes it as if who is the mukzak? She She's considered to be the muvzak of the property. She's considered in property because if you have a document that says that it's owed to you, that makes it, even though, even though in real terms, where's the property? It's in the estate. But in terms of legal terms, that is the position of a shaman. Alright, very interesting position, but that's the position. Says Rabbi Yochanan, what did you find before? Before you had it, there's a Christ, a chasim, that you have a document that says that I'm allowed to collect this property even from a third party, therefore Shemitah is not Meshamed, maybe that could go, maybe that's not Lahalacha, maybe that's only going like the Shita of Beishamai, that say if you have a document that says you have a right to something, it's as if you're already in possession of it, and therefore since you're already in possession of it, Shemitah will not be Meshamed, because like you already bought it, like that, but that could be going like the sheet of a shaman. Therefore, I cannot bring a riot that the bride holes in practice like the theory because it might be going like Beishamah. It might not be going like the sheet of Beishilah. That's what we're just about to see. So let's see this one. says it more like this. So when it says... I, the Atanya Kavasi Demar, did you not have a Bryce supporting you, Rabbi Yechonim? So Amalek, Dilna Hahu, Beishamahi. So maybe that's going like the Sheikh of Beishamah. So Amri that holds, Sarah and the big boys could go over dummy. Let's go right to it's not awesome. So here we have a situation of a, of a collateral, right? Ruben gives Shimon a thousand dollars. Shimon gives him his gold watch. Alright? Now what's the deal over here? If he doesn't pay him back the thousand dollars, he holds on to the watch, right? So now, so we're going to see that in such a case, Shmita's is not going to wipe that out. Why won't Shemitah wipe that out? Because Lechora, we could argue, and what I was going to say, is in such a case, it's like, do we, we could view that perhaps as a sale as well. But it's picadon. Right, it's a picadon, that's the point. It's not really a sale, because if he comes with a thousand dollars, he's got to give it back. But nevertheless, the bride is going to say, Shemitah will not mishamit such a loan. You don't need a prusbul, Shemitah will not be mishamited. But Moses Karos of the base, that what Rashi learned is actually what Prusbul is, where you gave the loan over, you gave the documents over to Basin, and therefore Rashi explains, therefore with Hefker Basin Hefker, they take away the money because you now put them in charge of the loan. They take it away from the borrower, so Shmita is no longer Meshamet the loan because it's not considered the money of the borrower anymore, right? Ain Meshamet, ain Meshamtin. In those cases, Shmita is not Meshamet. Now, Bishlom, the says, I understand Moses Tarosla based in the Tavzilahu. Then the case of Moses Tarosla based in, they're based in, are in, in possession of the loan. They've taken over the loan. They've taken in possession of that money because through Hefker based in Hefker, they are now in possession of it. The Mela Shmita cannot be Meshamit. However, it's my time. The says, I don't understand exactly why should that be true by Malvala Mashkon, right? Because like you said, it's, it, you could argue that he's not really in possession of it because the guy gives a thousand dollars. He gives it back. So why should Shemitah not be Meshamed such a loan? So Amarova Mishum the Tapas lay. He says like this, that it's because he is in control of it. Now, what Rav is arguing, since he's in control of it, I don't have to force you anymore. 
like we had a story before. So therefore, that 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 that, that, that takes away the problem of shpita being mishamim. So it comes along. I'm a lay abaya. So abaya said in the chora. Let me ask you a different scenario. And again, I, let's avoid the ribis issue. We're not going to deal with the ribis situation. Like but let's say Ruvain lends ten thousand dollars to Shimon, right? And Ruben says like this, you have an apartment in this courtyard. I'm going to move into that apartment. In order to get me out of the apartment, the only way you can get me out of the apartment is to do what? Pay me back. Pay me back. Alright? Now, says Abaya to Rav, it should come out in such a situation, Shemitah should not be Meshameh. Because you're telling me I don't have to force you. Then there's no... Uh, there's no, then Shemitah will not be Meshamit. Here too, Reuben doesn't have to force Shimon to pay him back. <laughs> you don't give me the money, I don't move out. Should come out the same halacha. Shemitah should not be Meshamit in such a case. So he asked him, let really asked him, say like, like this. So therefore, El Ma'ata, based on your Sforo, he'll you, let's say Reuben lent Shimon $10,000, but Darbachat say Reuben moved into the apartment in the courtyard of, uh, 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 that belongs to Shimon. The top is laid. So he's also now, in, has, having seized the, the loan. As, it's as if he sees the loan. He doesn't have to force to get payback anymore. So, Hachanami, the Loma Shamit, you can tell me here, also, Shemitah will, uh, will not, that, 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 uh, that, that Shemitah will not be Meshamit. So, Robert said like this. He says, I could argue there's a difference between the two cases. Now, let me explain the difference between the two cases. We're going to see, in the case of a Mashkon, the Torah considers the, the person who owns the Mashkon as if its Mamish becomes his. We're going to see, we'll have a proof for it. Now, if it's Mamish becomes his, so in such a case, you have a right to say that it's like Mamish's sale. Even though it's like a sale with an option. What's the option? The guy has to get money. But Lamite, at the time that he's in possession of the Mashkon, it's considered like the, the lender owns it. Since it's considered like the lender owns it, therefore there's no reason for Shemitah to be Meshaman. It's like a sale. Shemitah's not Meshaman a sale. But whereas the case where he moves into the guy's apartment, that's not considered as if he owns it. You don't own it. Therefore, in such a case, Shemitah might technically still be able to wipe out the, 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 the loan in such a case. That's what the brother is going to say. So let's see it inside. She says the Gemara as follows. Amalei, so Rabbi answered that by a shani mashkon, by a mashkon it's different. The kani lei, because by a mashkon, the lender mamash is kone, he owns it. With Rabbi Yitzchak, the famous Gemara, he owns multiple times in Shas. How do we know the Torah considers the possessor of the mashkon as if what? As if he actually owns it. How do we see that? Because the Torah tells us that in certain circumstances, let's say it's clothing that the person needs, or let's say it's a utensil that he needs for work, so it says, even though they took it, you should give it back to them to let them use it so they have what to wear, they have what to use for it. And it says, and HaKadosh Baruch will consider Hashem will consider that like an act of tzedakah. Now, what the Rabbi Yitzchuk says, you can only consider something as tzedakah if I've given what's mine to you. But if I'm just giving you back what's yours and it's not mine given to you, then why is the Torah referring to it as an act of tzedakah? The only reason the Torah calls it l'chati tzedakah is considered an act of tzedakah must be that when the Torah views the possessor of the mashkon at the time that he has it as if he is the owner. So Moses is like this. So therefore, it says l'chati tzedakah and I'm ain't a kona. If he doesn't own it, then tzedakah minayin. How is it considered tzedakah? So here we see balchov kona mashkon. So basically what Rav is saying is there is a distinction between the case where he moves into his apartment as opposed to the case where he mamish 
takes an item and he makes a Kenyan on it as a mashka, and there is a difference between the two. Tan Hassan. We learned over there another Mishnah in Mesechah's Shvius. Now Rashi explains something that's very, very important. Rashi learns, he says, his shita is, that at what point is Shemitah Meshamit? At the beginning or at the end? At, right. The Rashi learns it's right at the end. It's, it, the whole Shemitah year, you can still collect from the person. You're not in violation. The violation only is when Shemitah ends... Then it wipes out the loan. So how does it eliminate the whole point that we said that they won't put pressure during the Shemitah? No, it means, means once the Shemitah has happened. means once the Shemitah has happened. During Shemitah, you can get back, paid back. It's only once Shemitah, the, the dinner of that Shemitah is Meshameh, it's the end of Shemitah that is Meshameh. That is the, that is Rashi's Shemitah. So Rashi says, how do you read this? We're talking about that he's no longer allowed. He says, over here it means Meshviyas is when Shemitah is no hate. Because we had the Shemitah of Rebbe before, that when there's no Shemitah's Karka, then there is no Shemitah's Tzofen. So it means like this. So what it's emphasizing is, the Shviyah doesn't mean it's in the seventh year. It's after the seventh year, but it means in a, in a time period in history when Shemitah is, in fun, is functioning. That's what it refers to. So therefore like this, and it's talking about when Shemitah is in play. Right means it doesn't mean on the seventh year. It means after the seventh year. But there was a law of shemitah. So technically, what happened if no prusbul was written? So the guy comes to you. So let's go. Shimon comes back to Reuven. Says, "I owe you a thousand dollars." Right? But there was a shemitah. We're going to see that the the ruling over here is that the Mishnah tells us that Reuven has to say to Shimon, "You don't have to pay me because shemitah was meshamet." That's going to be the rule. Was is like this? Saruk sheyomer lo meshamet. Reuben has to say it's been relinquished, it's been wiped out. Meshamet ani, I, I wipe it out for you. Vim amar lo apapikei. Let's say Shimon insists. He says, I still, I want apapikei. I understand Shemitah wiped it out, but I feel bad. You did me a favor. I want to give it back to you anyway. All right, yekabel himena. You're allowed to accept it back from him. Shenema v'zed var hashmita. The pasuk says this is the matter of shmita. The word dvar is washing of dibur. Zed var hashmita means there's an obligation on Ruvain to tell Shimon that you don't owe me the the money. If Shimon insists, I want to pay you back anyway. Then what? You're allowed to take it it's back. It's like a matana. It doesn't really matter. Okay, so we'll get to that. Now Rabba throws this whole thing on its head. Rambo says is that Ruvain is allowed to hang Shimon up by his, lo- by his legs and say is, I want you to say Apapikein. It means Ruvain goes to Shimon um, and says, I mean, Shimon comes to Ruvain, I want to pay you back. Ruvain says, you don't have to because Shemitah was Meshaman. So let's say Shimon says, fine, I'll leave. He can grab him. Hang him. No, that's, not, that's not the response I wanted from you. Yeah. I need you to say what? Aval Bikein. So you can hang him up until he says, Aval Bikein. That's, that's yeah. what Rabbi re- reads. So I'm a Rabbi, but Talilei, you can hang him up until he says this. All right? Now, the one understands that Apapike means, even though the loan was wiped out, I consider it still as if the loan is chal, and I'm still going to pay you back, right? And you can force him to do it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean physically, I just make him feel bad, or you know, I did you a favor, you know, whatever the way, but you can make him feel bad, and he needs to pay you back. So, Eisivei Abayas, Abayas asks his uncle Rabbo, Rabbo, Kishuhu Naisen Loi, the halacha is that when, uh, 
When Shimon, let's say Shimon, I want to pay back anyway, right? Shimon is not allowed to say, I'm paying back my chayv. Because min Torah, it's not a chov anymore. So therefore, he says, Right? This is like the second half of that Mishnah. I understand that the Torah has made it mine. But even though it's mine, Right? So the Gemara's question, on, Rabbi's question on Rabbi is, so what do you mean hang him up until he acknowledges that he still owes you the money? No. You see from here, the only reason he has to give it back is if he sees it as a being a yeah. matana. But as a chov, he doesn't give it back. So Rabbi answered him, he says, that's what I mean. Hang him up, not until he says, I still owe you the money. Hang him up until he says what? I'm willing to give it back to you as a gift. That's what the din is. So Talile, you can hang him up. Nami, also Ad Amahachi, until he says it is a maton. So Abba Bar Marto, he was also known as Abba Bar Minyumi, Have Masik Bey Rabba Zuzi. So this fellow, Rabba was a poor person, but Rabba went out of his way to lend this, this Abba Bar Marto. He lent him a hundred bucks. Alright? Now, I see Nahuni Hale Bishviyas. He, he brought it to him, again, it doesn't mean on the seventh year of Kuntarash, it means in a year where Shviyas was no, like after the Shemitah, when no Prusbal had been written. So technically, what was the rule? It should have wiped it out, right? So, Amalei, Meshamat Ani. So, Robert followed the right uh, ruling. Robert said, Meshamat Ani, meaning, I relinquish this. Now, what the fellow, Abba relinquishes it, right? That means that I, he, he left. So, Shaklin of Azal. So he went. You see, Rabba didn't follow his own rule. His ruling before is you can string the guy up. But yeah. Rabba didn't do that. So he let the guy away. So Abaya came and found to have Atsid. That he found that Rabba to him, there was a lot of money. And now he's upset that he lost that money. So Amalei, Amai Atsid, Mari said, Why are you upset? So Amalei, Haki Havad Mai. So this is what happened. So Azal Gabes, Abaya said to himself, You know what? I'm going to fix it up. Let me go get, let me go talk to this. Abba Bar Marta, let me, Abba Bar Menyumi, let me go speak to him. So Amalei, Amtas Lei Zuzi Lamar, so he asked us Abba, he said, Abai said to Abba, did you bring money to my uncle Rabba? So Amalei in. So Amalei, Omai Amalach, and so Abai said, so what did he tell you? So Amalei, Mishamet Ani, so he said that I'm relinquishing the loan. Shemitah came and I relinquished the loan. Right? Which I understood means, therefore he's refusing to receive, the receive it. So, I'm a So, he said, well, did you tell him, even so, I still want to give it to you as a gift. Did you tell him that? So, I'm a I didn't think, I didn't think there was a, a, an option because I didn't think I can give it back to him. He said, you should know that if you go over to him and say, listen, I've been thinking about it. I really want to give it to you as a gift. He will take it back. He needs the money. He'll take it back from you. So therefore, now he will take it uh, uh, nevertheless. Now he'll take it nevertheless. So this brought it back, the money to Rabba. For Amalei, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so I'm Tinu Nehale, so go take it to him, and you say, and you'll see that what? 
he will take it back. Mm-hmm. So Azal says, Abba Bar Minyomi went, Amtinu Nehalei, and he brought it to him. And Rabba took it from him. Amar, and Rabba said to himself, what's going on? Uh, yesterday he didn't want to go back. Now he did. So he didn't know that Abaya had spoken to him. So Rabba figured, he says, Must be he never thought about it initially. Now that he thought about it, therefore he feels bad he's coming and bringing it back to me. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav, Amar of Nachman. Neman Adam Lomar Prusbel Haya Biyodi Avad Mimeni. Very interesting. Let's say Reuven comes to Shem and Shemitah occurred, and Reuven said, "You have to pay me the thousand dollars." Now they go to Basin. Well, Basin say, "What happened to Shemitah?" He says, "Well, I had a Prusbel." He says, "Well, show me the Prusbel." He's believed to say that what I did write the Prusbel, but I lost it. Why is he believed to say that? So one says like this, because it's not a big deal to write a prusbul. It's a migu. Right? Uh, and not as much a migu, but it is believed. Why should he do something that's osir if it was very easy to do something that is mutter? I mean, he's stealing. Otherwise, he'd be stealing without the prusbul. So we believe him that he wrote it. If he could do something that's easy enough to write the prusbul, we don't believe him that he would steal. Right? So one says like this. My time. Okay, when the Takin Rabbanon proved, once Rabbanon made it a principle, which is not a hard thing to do, Lo Shavik Hetera, a person's not going to leave an avenue of something that is mutter for him to do, for Akhri Surah to consume something in Isser. What does it mean to consume something in Isser? To not write the principle and then lie that he wrote. That he has a principle. He also made the Rav, when the people would come before Rav, Amar Lay, Midi Prusbul Hayalach. Hayalach. So Rav would even go the next step. The, the case before was, we believe him to say, I had a person and I lost it. When a guy would come to Rav and, and, and to Rabba and say, I want Shimon to pay me back, Rabba would actually prompt him and say, did you have a principle and lose it? Meaning that's even going the next Hopefully step, he right? He's, he's giving it, right? You're going there because he, he felt this was an example of psach that you can open the mouth of someone who's mute. He doesn't know that it's okay if he had it and he lost it. He might not know that. And therefore, rather felt it's okay. You're opening the mouth of a mute, right? That's an example of psach bichal ileim hu. All right, tanan. We learned in the Mishnah. The chayim ba'al You have a ba'al chov shemoti shtar chov. The enim of prusbul. So now this Mishnah says clearly that if somebody presents himself with an IOU, but he does not have a prusbul, what's the halacha? Lo yifru, you don't have to pay the guy. Which that seems to contradict the ruling of the Amaroyim before. Because they said before that he should be believed to say that he had a prusbul. And you're saying if he doesn't present the prusbul, he cannot... Avoid, he cannot collect. That doesn't mean that he said that he has a principle. Well, that's an unequivocal statement. Without the principle, he can't get it. I mean, under all circumstances, you don't have it, you don't collect. So, where says Tanoi, that actually, that it's a machlokas Tanoi, whether we believe a person to say that he had one to allow him to collect the sanyo, because the Bryson says, the Tanakama Taka learns that if you want to collect with a Shabdar Chov and it's past Shemitah, what do you have to do? Show up to collect. You don't show oh, it up. You don't, yeah, if you're out, you don't collect. Chachamim omrim ain't tzarif. Why did Chacham say ain't tzarif? Because, because his Nehemiah is believed to say, I had it and I lost it. So you see, it's actually a machlokas tanayim. Let's just go a little bit further and we'll stop. Tanya, we learned, uh, Zabdei Mishnah. 
Now, we're going to be dealing with over here the concept of an Evet Kanani. An Evet Kanani is a very interesting situation. An Evet Kanani goes through a partial gerus. He needs mikvah, he needs mila when you first purchase him. So it allows that he, to us to deal with him. He's like a partial Jew, but he's a partial non-Jew. And therefore, what, he's not allowed to marry a Jewish woman, but he's chayv in mitzvahs like a woman, meaning there's certain things that he is got mitzvahs on, there's certain not. Now we're talking about over here is that what happens if this Evet Kanani was captured by Ovdei Chachamim? Uh, Ovdei uh, Chachamim. Right? So we're going to see oh, there so is... Of a Pidyad Shvuim, right? You have an Indian of Pidyad Shvuim. We're going to go low. The way we're going to learn the Gemara is that yes, there still is a mitzvah of Pidyad Shvuim because at the end of the day he is chayv mitzvahs and now he's in a situation where he can't, where he can't do those mitzvahs. So it's up there the commissioner. Eved Shanishba. You have an Eved that was captured. Uhu, and they went and they went and redeemed him from the Erdikachavim. Now, Imlashum Eved, let's say the person who gave up the money to redeem him had in mind that I want to still keep him as an Eved. Now, we're going to clarify. An Eved for me, or is it an Eved for the first guy who he was the Eved, who I said, Yishabed, he still remains in servitude. But if the conditions of the, re, the, re, the, uh, uh, the redemption, the pidyon, was that he should go free, what's the status when an Ebed goes free? He becomes like a Jew, right? He's like, so therefore, but if the Lashem, Lashem ben Chayrin, so lo yeshtabit, then he cannot, no, he's no longer able to be uh, enslaved, he's not in servitude anymore. I disagree. It makes no difference what the intent of the money was given, where it was given to him to be an Ebed, where it was given to him to be a Ben Chorim. In either case, what's the halacha? He still remains an Ebed. Now, the Gemara wants to know what's going on here. Now, we're reminding ourselves to our Bob Metziah days, Eil Metziahs, you know there's a concept of Yush. What does Yush mean? Yush means that if I lose something and then I give up hold, then anybody can come and take it. It's like free. It's free. Now, we want to know, this Evid that was captured, had there been Yush, or had there not been Yush from the original owner? That's what we're trying to figure out over here. So, but my skin, what are we dealing with now? Now, if it's talking about Yush hadn't happened, which means the original owner has not given up hope, right? So now, let's understand it. So, Lishum ben Chayrin, if that's true, so let's say this is Ruben's slave. Shimon comes and fight him from the Ardik of Who cares that Shimon said, I want it to be for ben Chayrin? Right? He can't go free. Why? Shimon, because Ruvain was, was not Mayash on him. So therefore, why is he not go back into servitude under Ruvain? Allah must be talking about was after Yush. Alright? So now, let's see if that makes sense too. So now, let's Yush. Now, therefore, the problem is like this. If there was Yush, then the Chorah automatically, once the, uh, the owner was Mayash, what should be the status of the Evid? He's considered free. So then yeah. why does it say that if the guy who's given the money did it shame Eved, according to the Tanakh, he's still Meshubin. The Chorah, it, it should not, once the owner was Meyayish, then he should not be, not be able to Meshubin him if he's giving the money L'Shem Eved. So why is it like this? So they was Achayush, L'Shem Eved, Amayish Tavid. So why is it? So the Chorah was stuck. We don't understand. If it's before Yush, then why does he go free if the person giving the money was L'Shem uh, Ben Chorin? And if it's after Yush, then why does he remain in Eved if it's done L'Shem Shibun? So Amar Abayi, we're going to have a machlok of Abayi and Rabbi here. We're talking about before Yush. 
Zachorah, what does it mean that it was done the shame Abdus? He should still remain an Evid. It means the Rabbi Rishon. So if it was given, the money was given for him to be an Evid, that he should still remain an Evid means he's still an Evid of the first owner. Why? Because the first owner was not Mayais. That makes sense. No problem with that. So the person gave the money, gives the money that the person should still remain an Evid, still remain an Evid, and whose Evid is he still remain? Mm-hmm. Ever the first one. Fine. Now, Lashum ben Chayrim. We said that it was given Lashum ben Chayrim. That, that needs an explanation. Why does it need an explanation? Because this is before Yush. So therefore, the Lashum doesn't make him go free. So therefore, what does it mean? So it means, He goes, He should not be a she, in Shibut anyone, not for the first mass, not for the second one. Why? He should not be a Meshubit. Because he gave the money that he should be Ben Choran. So for sure not Meshubit. But the Chori could ask, since it's before you, she should still be a Meshubit to Rabbi Rishon. So the Rabbi Shani, Ben Choran Parakeh. He gave the money for him to be a Ben Choran. The Rabbi Rishon, Nami Loi, why? The reason is, Takhanus Chachamim. The Chachamim said that, we're going to see, we're going to learn like, the, according to Rishon, that learn that there is a mitzvah of Ben Choran to be Poyde, not only a Ben Choran, but even an Evet too. But if they hear that this guy is still going to remain an Evid, they're going to be reluctant. They don't know that it's a mitzvah to be poda. If, they, if you tell them, I'm giving it so that he should go free and become a ben, most people will be more reluctant to go ahead and be poda him. And therefore, that if somebody says, I'm willing to be poda, that he should go free, you have to let him go free, because if you don't let him go free, then go the free. next time, they're not going to go be poda. So that's a special takana. So technically, even though before you, he should not really be going free, oh, but yeah, since yeah. the money was given for him to go free, Tatana is after base and Hefker, how with him? He goes free. So Morris is like this. Look, Morris is like this. The Dilma says it's not Dilma If he's going to stay in Evid, people aren't going to redeem him. Therefore, he goes free. Now, what does Rav Shimon Gamliel hold? Rav Shimon Gamliel holds that everybody knows there's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to be, uh, be paid even in Evet Kanani. Not just a Yid, but Evet Kanani, you have a mitzvah. Be, and therefore, whether you say Ben Chorin, whether you say uh, Shemaine and Evet, it's not going to make a difference. People will still give the money, people will still do it. Therefore, if it's before Yush, doesn't matter what you said, Ben Kach, Ben Kach, what's going to be the halacha? He remains in Evet. So, Rav Shimon Gamliel Aymer, Ben Kach, Ben Kach, Yishtabed. Why? Kasavar, Kashem Shemitzvah, Vidos, Ben Echorim, and he holds, everybody knows them. Just as there's a mitzvah, he poda Ben Chorim, Kach, Mitzvah, those as Avodim. Therefore, and that's the way you, you, uh, you learn this. Now, that's the way, uh, Abaya explained it. Now, Rava Amra, Le'olam, Le'achar Yush. Rava said, I disagree with you. Rava says that this is talking about after Yush. Alright? Now, why, if it's after use, does he still remain an Evid? If the, the, the owner was, uh, had, was Meyayashim, it's like letting him go free. So why, after use, does he still remain an Evid? He says, a special Takono. Yeah, but he comes in Evid to Rabbi Shani. If the Rabbi Shani wants him to remain Evid, he still remains an Evid. Why? Rabbi Shani, uh, 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 so therefore, like this. Lushum Evet Yishtabed is Rabbi Shani. Lushum Ben Chorim Lo Yishtabed. That's not Lo the Rabbi Rishon, below the Rabbi Shani. Now let's explain this. So when it was done, the Ben Chorim was right. 
it's the rabbo she uh uh it, it's uh the rabbi to ha ben chorin because the uh parake. He was he did it for the shame ben chorin, of course it doesn't belong to Rabbi Shani. Right? Well the Rabbi Risha Namilo. Now the Chora, why does he not he's not Meshubid to the first because of the Akhar Yush Habe. Okay? So now we're gonna see we have to explain though that if it's after Yush and we've done the shame Evid, why does he still remain in Evid? That we still have to explain. That's still difficult to understand. He holds that doesn't matter. Even if it's after use, you always make him go back to being an Evid. Very interesting reason. He says because if they know that if they run away and get caught by Ben... Yeah. And they're going to be let, then that's going to be the way to get out. So therefore, it doesn't help. Even after years, you have to go back. What's the reason for Rabban Gamliel? That either way, you're always going to remain in Evan. That everyone's going to go ahead and fall, allow themselves to be captured by our Dikachavim, knowing the community we'll are going to give. And therefore, if it's after years, He's automatically going to free. That stops that from happening. That's the reason they do it. Mafkiyas atzma miyad rabbo, and they'll get to stop him from being able to get himself released from his ready. We'll stop over here, gentlemen. Continue this tomorrow.